The people have spoken, and Jeff Ross has returned for Roast Battle 2. The four-night event features top comedians getting verbally violent until just one is left standing, featuring a, featuring a star-studded lineup of judges including Snoop Dogg, Sarah Silverman, and Jason Sudeikis. This is a battle you don't want to miss. The four-night event begins January 26th at 10, 9 Central on Comedy Central. And don't miss the live finale on Sunday, January 29th at 10, 9 Central to see who gets crowned the king or queen of cruelty. Also, special alert... This Sunday, before the Royal Rumble, and after the Royal Rumble, Dave Schilling, Dan St. Germain, and I are going to be doing a, uh, a very special Facebook Live video. We did one for uh, Survivor Series. We're going to do it again. And um, yeah, you, you got to come check it out. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. Um, there may be some booby prizes involved. You should definitely, definitely check it out. Welcome to the Masked Man Show, featuring Dave Schilling. Do you have a nickname yet, Dave? No, I mean, Dan St. Germain has been trying to come up with something for me, but surprisingly, as creative as he is as a comedy writer, he can't think of anything to make fun of me about. Mm. I think it's just because I'm so phenomenal. Who? Oh, so you're trying to make phenomenal work. That's the not phenomenal gonna, Dave Schilling. No. Who's your all-time favorite wrestler? Oh, it would have to be Stone Cold Steve Austin. Hmm. Okay, we'll think the about it. The California rattlesnake. There it is. All right, that that can yeah, that's great. How, the black David Cross because I always get David Cross is what I sound like. Oh really? Of like all the all the kids, all the viewers of the live stream that we did for the Survivor Series were saying, "Oh, he sounds like David Cross, wow. but he looks like Jeffrey Wright from Westworld." Um, yeah. Well, I mean, that's probably better than the reverse. A hundred percent. I absolutely agree with that. Um, there was a fake. There was a fake David Cross on the Lower East Side of Manhattan, like ten years ago, who was apparently just like using his David Crossness, like his, the fact that he looked like David Cross, to like pick up chicks. I'm, I just thought that was the weirdest thing ever. I, th- I mean, it was it was it was peak David Cross period. Like it was if you were just gonna like you know, I would only use my powers for good. So sending people nice voicemails as David Cross. Hello, I'm David Cross, and I'm leaving you a voicemail. There. See, that's a nice thing to do. Oh, that did sound sort of like David Cross. When you, when you claim to be him, now I to- I'm totally won over by this. I, I could definitely fool his wife. Man. Um, we used to talk about this in the old Cheap Heat days, that we should just get a full-time impersonator and just say we have big interviews, and we're trying to figure out what the legal line is to, like, if we're like, yeah, we have... It's just like we have, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin in the in the studio today, and it's just someone doing a really compelling Stone Cold. I mean, I know that that sort of happened with was it Rowdy Roddy Piper's podcast, and there was a the whole thing. But yeah, that would have been funny. Well, WWF did the fake Diesel and fake Razor, yeah. so why can't we? We totally can. Let's do it. Just call. It, okay, um, it is a very exciting time of the year. Getting onto wrestling, actually, it doesn't even matter. We're actually, but we're between NFL weeks, so we actually, and, and the Royal Rumble is perfectly scheduled as it so often is. To take advantage of that, um, it's nice. I mean, this is, I, I know why they have two weeks between, this is they're probably a lesson for wrestling in here. I know why there's two weeks between the between the divisional championships and the Super Bowl, but it's the most boring two weeks in sports. Yeah, it's just a bunch of press conferences and people trying to find stories that aren't there to make it exciting. But wrestling, always exciting if you ask me, David Shoemaker. Yeah, that's true. One one good th- I said this to some guys in the office, some people in the office several months ago, but 
the biggest mistake that Roger Goodell has made in this whole in the past calendar year, and you know, some might say he's made a lot, but he he forgot the first rule of wrestling, where it's like if you're if you're the like the biggest heel in the promotion has to be on TV. You couldn't have like you couldn't have old NWA wrestling where Ric Flair was just like talked about but never appeared to cut promos. Roger Goodell is like has I mean it undeniably this whole Deflategate thing is like boosted ratings. You know, has made a compelling storyline. For the, I mean, sort of like how AJ Styles is like the most beloved character, the you know, most lovable character, but he's a heel because the story really well told. The Patriots are baby faces now, but we just need Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell should have gone to Foxborough every weekend just to get booed, just to spike ratings. Let me deflate your argument here for a second, if I can use a, a pun. Triple H isn't on TV, yeah. and he's still the biggest heel. I think in that's WWE. a big mistake too. Well, th- we could debate that all day. Although. If Roger Goodell had theme music, or if they just <laughs> announced, like, ladies and gentlemen, like, he, he, entering through the tunnel, Roger Goodell, and then he never came out, that would be great, too. That like, that's great heat. Huge heel, heel heat for that, for you have sure. to acknowledge that he's, he has to just, like, be self-aware enough. Anyway, apologies if I sound weird. I'm um, still slightly sick and just went to the dentist and had some impromptu full face uh, deadening. I was wondering why you were so droopy. Really? No, I'm kidding. That would have been... See, I, I feel like I might be. I don't know. This <laughs> no, is very you look, awkward. You look great. Um, but yeah, I, I, I decided just to power through it, and if this is my best episode ever, then we're just going to shoot me up with Novocaine every week. We're off to a hot start, man. We haven't talked about wrestling at all. I don't care. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's whatever. It's just the Royal Rumble. Yeah, it's, it's the Okay, so so this is sort of the... This is sort of the... the like the piece I write about the Royal Rumble on a semi-regular basis. It is... Every single thing that's great about pro wrestling in its most distilled, powerful form, except for wrestling. Yeah, the wrestling quality of the Rumbles, and I've watched up to, I think, 2002 now. Yeah. In, in my quest to watch them all, which is clearly not going to happen. It's terrible to watch when you know who wins and you know the sort of peaks and valleys of it when people come out. There's no excitement factor because the wrestling is just abysmal. It's just people pulling rest holds and and trying to dump each other. It's not great from a work rate standpoint, but the drama of it is unparalleled. I did. I told you when we talked about this last week. I did a piece for 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 Grantland where I rated the or like a, the top. I don't know how many it was pops in the Royal Rumble and had to watch all of them to figure that out. And yeah, it, it gets it gets tough. When you're watching the whole, I started off watching the entire Royal Rumble pay-per-views, and that was much better. Yeah, because you get to see some other fun stuff. Then I realized, like you did, like this is never going to happen by the date I have to have it done. So I just started going to the matches. Man, that was it's 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 you know a lot of the same. Yep. Um, and it's also just like watching your favorite dudes just kind of throw, throw you know noodly punches in the corner just to kill time. It's just like the I mean that it's so it, it's like the opposite of what you want to see. That said, let's get on the happy side. The hype is amazing. The excitement at the time. I mean the excitement in the moment. Um, and the potential for it to be swerved or surprised or whatever. I mean at this point it's basically the only. I mean the only time of the year in WWE, right? I mean, we're not they're not hiring people away from WCW anymore. They can still pull some cool stuff. And they've done it in NXT shows and and you know, there've been some other instances, but and the Rumble's the best. Yeah. I mean, the Rumble's really really great as long as you can just put aside 
your desire for five-star matches for one night. And to be fair, WWE's given us a lot of them. I mean, if not five-star, then four-plus-star matches over the past year or so. Yeah. So, listen, I just want to go through the card because... There's there's not a lot of news. The only I mean the two big news the two big like not big the two media medium sized news bites that I wanted to touch on both relate specifically to the Rumble. One is Triple H saying about the Rumble quote This year it's really tough to call. I think it's going to go in a way that nobody expects, um, which is on the one hand really intriguing and on the other hand what he would say no matter what. Yeah, if if, if it was the the great example is a '97 Rumble and. Uh, Vince Russo saying, "Oh, obviously Bret Hart's winning," and then they change plans and Stone Cold wins instead. And, and and how they always want there to be the illusion of surprise, even if the plan is so obvious to every smart fan in the, in the world. Yeah, I mean, we had that. There was the Sheamus Jericho one that we talked about that recently. But the the finish that had Sheamus and Jericho, they basically just they flip flop. I mean, or was that the one I'm thinking of? Anyway, there have been some. There have been a couple in years past where they. Clearly flip flopped the winner at the last second, but it didn't affect WrestleMania booking at all. Right, you know, um, and that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the Rumble, but I really want to talk about WrestleMania booking because I'm going to write this week about how to sort of fantasy book every Rumble competitor into the main event at WrestleMania. But I want to get a little bit more work, a little bit more straight with you. We're going a little bit a little bit closer to shooting right here, where we just actually talk about what we think is going to happen with these guys and just I mean see what the kind of upside downside is. Um, the other, the other news bite, according to PW Insider, was that Finn Balor is slated to undergo testing to see if he can return anytime. So I guess if everything goes well, he could be in the Royal Rumble. Um, what? Where does Finn Balor? Where would Finn Balor rank on your excitement, like your pop scale? Oh well, I mean, when we watched the UK tournament, I made you rewind it so we could watch his entrance in a yeah. suit. That's how like much of a fan I am. He's so great. I, I, it would be the the best possible scenario, though. I feel like he's not going to win. I don't if they don't know if he's ready to work. He's definitely not booked to win. It. Well, I mean, the the flip side is they give the. I mean, it's it's sort of like. It's it's like you know concussion testing in the NFL. It's like you're either good or you're not. I don't think they're gonna if they're, if they're gonna let, I don't think they're gonna put him on a minutes restriction or anything. I think if he's good to go, he's good to go. Obviously, you gotta get the rust off, but he might be doing that anyway. Who knows? Yeah. Um, they do need to let him wear a suit and as his gimmick. They might save that for his eventual heel turn or whatever. <laughs> but like he looks great in a suit. Yeah. And he's and that he that promo that he cut at the tournament was maybe his best promo. I mean, he's a lot. He he felt a lot more comfortable on the mic that night than he had in his. Uh, well, definitely. I mean, when he the few times he talked on Raw, but but you know even NXT, I feel like. Anyway, um, I'm excited to see him back. So listen, we have a lot of filler matches. No offense to those involved, were announced this week. Uh, Sheamus and Cesaro versus the Club. With two referees. Right. Which is like kind of burying your referees if you, if you say, well, one of them's not good enough to do the job, so we're going to have two of them. Don't they usually Wasn't just it, have... A, a, didn't they announce that simulation also before the match in which it was telegraphed that they would need two referees? No, because the, the, the initial sort of tease for this this uh, stipulation was when they had the second referee come out and call the pinfall for right, the club. Right. So they announced that this week, if I remember but correctly. But didn't they have a, then, then they again, did again. Have a one-on-one match that like it was just like a phony finish? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it's a weird, it, you are, they are kind of burying the refs. Um, but 
you know, I'm actually kind of into this feud. I think that I think that this is a feud that really suffers. Well, I mean, I'm not saying the booking has been perfect, but I think it really suffers from the amount of love that everybody listening to this podcast has for three out of the four of these people. Yeah, and if and and it should be four out of the four because Seamus is incredibly good. Um, but you know, if two years ago I'd said Cesaro and mystery partner versus the club versus Gallows and Anderson, every smark in the universe would have just exploded. So yeah, this is like this isn't a tag team match that's going to headline the pay per view. But you know, we get it and. I've been enjoying the past couple of weeks, so uh, we'll see. Do you think any of those four guys will pop up in? Is there is there is there a course of is there a course of the future in which, let's say, Sheamus and Cesaro lose and they both end up in the Rumble? It's hard to say because I don't know how many open spots there are. Um, you don't have to look it up. But I can I mean, tell you right now, there's, yeah. there's eight open spots. Okay. Well, it does seem like maybe you're going to need... Because you can't have eight surprises that are all NXT call-ups. You can't have four four NXT call-ups. You can't have four legends. There's going to be a mix of legends, maybe people doing double duty, and maybe one or two NXT call-ups, maybe just one. Um, so I could see one of them doing double duty. I don't think they need to. They have, an, they have enough talent. Like, put one of the put one of the VOD villains in the match, or put... Uh, Fandango in it or something. They have plenty of people who could use a payday. I, don't, I feel. I, I know this is crazy. I, I feel like this isn't the year for this isn't the year for legends. Working legends is fine. I don't want. I mean, and obviously, um, you know. I mean, I just don't want to see the Iron Sheik get trotted out. You know, someone of that caliber, or even somebody who can kind of work like Rikishi or something. Like, I don't. I, that's not. That's. I'm just not into it. Yeah, me neither. I feel I like mean, we've had such a good year for the real athleticism of pro wrestling. Yeah, it, it feels like a, a throwback to 2009 or something where, oh, let's just bring Roddy Piper out for a gag. Right. Or let's Rest have Bubba Ray Dudley for one for one match, throwaway Royal Rumble appearance. It does seem like this is a time where they should really double down on who they have on the roster. You, you know what I would do? Let me fantasy book for one second. I'm definitely going to steal part of this for the for my piece this week. Like a way to combine these two ideas, have Kurt Angle's music hit, everybody loses their shit, and then have him come out and have him come out in like a suit or whatever, and then escort American Alpha to the ring. Oh, that's a great idea. There you go. And then you get the good young wrestler, but you get the pop. Because listen, like I said, what we care about is the pop and yeah. the excitement. He doesn't have to work. And that's an even, that's a double, that's double excitement. It's yep. like not only is it Kurt Angle, it's Kurt Angle, like, like showing us what he's going to be doing, you know, like, and and it conveniently fits with what Angle has been saying publicly, which is I'm not in the Royal Rumble match. Yeah. So he's not in the Royal Rumble match, air quotes, but he is at the Rumble and he is participating just as sort of a guy giving a rub. Yeah. Um, let's see, Sasha Banks versus Nia Jax, pre-show match. By the way, it's on the kickoff. I know. So I mean, so was the last one. I I, just, I mean, I kind of feel like with the way that. Raw, particularly SmackDown, have been being booked. Like, why not just make this the main event of a Raw or something? Like, that, the main event of Raw is a bigger spot now than a pre-show match at a pay-per-view. You know, I feel like it projects a, it projects something wrong about this feud. Although it's not clearly not the top tier women's feud right now. Um, I think it's just an opportunity for a payday for both of them. They want them on the card. True. Um, who do you think is going to win? This is a tough one because if Sasha Banks wins. That's it for Nia Jax. 
I think I think Nia's going to win. I, I think, think she has to. Yeah, and and, she, and Sasha also went over on Raw. So. Stretcher job. They got to put her. They got to put Sasha out and get more babyface heat from her. So I just I think Nia Jax just has to crush her. Yeah, maybe they could just like fight until like they get to a point of mutual respect and they can team up and they could be like the female master blaster with <laughs> Sasha riding on Nia's shoulders. <laughs> um, Disturbing, but sure. Okay. <laughs> What else we got? Uh, Rich Swan versus Neville. Oh boy, I love this feud. Are you not into it? <laughs> I I think this is more of a hypothetical. I love this, but I really do love it. I think they could work a great match. I love Neville. It's just the crowds are not responding to the cruiserweight division, and it's it's a bummer to know that and to not be able to to have a counter to it. It's just the, it's just the facts. People are not hot for these matches, and despite it, Alicia Fox's best efforts. <laughs> She's great. I love that she turned heel. I love that she's doing this crazy person gimmick again. It's weird. And it's also, yeah, I can't, I think part of it is that they tried this really methodical booking for the first month, right? And we all kind of complained about it. It felt a little bit too much like silly WWE booking. And now they're doing, I mean, they haven't fully gone away from that, but now they're like debuting a new character. Like at the beginning, they had all these people in the, in the CWC, and then, but like when the Cruiserweight division debuted, it was basically four people, or yeah. not even that many, really. I mean, it was basically two for the first while. I mean, with other players running around. Now they're debuting somebody new every week, and that person gets to go over in the big, like, eight man tag match that they're inevitably having. And, um, I mean, yeah, I, I just think that. Yeah, I, I just I feel like I feel like maybe it's a little bit oversaturation, not n- not just in the amount of people that are working, but but I mean I think like if there was a way to put more of a spotlight on Rich Swan and Neville, it would be to the benefit of the of the division. Yeah, Neville's doing fantastic work as a heel. I think Rich Swan has a lot of potential as a babyface. I just don't think that it's they haven't found the formula for it yet. And well, the, the form- thing- go ahead. I'm sorry. I was say the thing that's missing is is. The spirit of competition, yeah. the fighting spirit, was what people got into with the cruiserweight classic, and the 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 idea of it being a legitimate competition. And right now, it's it's devolving into a weird sort of hybrid of that and typical WWE booking, and it just doesn't feel unique enough. It feels just different and strange. It's like when they did the WCW match. With yeah. Booker T and Buff Bagwell, yeah. it's like, well, this is not what I paid for. Yeah, I just hope they. I mean, I was just going to say what they need to do is just give them twenty minutes on Sunday. But yeah, we'll let see them blow they, the roof off the place yeah. and give Neville the belt. Um, like I said, they're not going to outshine. I mean, they're not going to outshine the main event if the main event is the Royal Rumble because the, I mean, no one cares about the wrestling in that match anyway. Uh, we have a six woman tag match on the SmackDown side: Becky, Nikki, Naomi versus Alexa, Mickey James, and Natalia. Does this matter? I think it it's setting up a lot of stuff for Elimination Chamber. I have this vision of a women's Elimination Chamber Ooh. match involving all six of these people, but that's probably not going to happen. Wow. But I think I like it would Naomi. be great. I like, I'm, I'm happy Naomi's back. Me too. I, she adds a lot to the division um, <clears throat> just on account of her athleticism and how uh, she's able to pull off moves that a lot of uh, her contemporaries don't do. She's also a She's also Big John Stud of the SmackDown Women's Division. I mean, she's like she's got like six inches on just about everybody on that side. Yeah, so. she's very athletic looking. Um, I hope that this push that they seem to be giving her lasts, and I could see her getting the getting the win. Yeah, 
I agree. I feel like I feel like that's that, that would be pretty easy to set up. On the Raw women's side, we have Charlotte versus Bailey for the Raw Women's Championship. Um, what odds would would uh, WrestleBets.com have to give you to to put to bet on Bailey in this match? I mean, they would have to just pay me just for the privilege of using their <laughs> service. I'm not definitely not betting on Bailey. Is this is going all the way to WrestleMania? You think we're gonna have Charlotte versus Bailey? I could see a triple threat. Yeah, and, and and some sort of Sasha Banks heel turn, like our friend Dan Saint Germain suggested. Yeah, it'd be nice if they could figure out a way to do a multi-party match to get everybody some a, some time to shine. But still, I mean, maybe like a four corners match or just some, or something where it's just like a like what what is what's the ma- what would a match be if there were four people but only two people in at a time, but not like a tag match, you know, like somewhere to like to so everybody gets paired off for some sort of Texas tornado yeah. variation. Yes, um, yeah, it, it seems pretty be, obvious. Two gigantic world championship matches, or actually one universal. Uh, AJ Styles versus John Cena in a singles match for the WWE Championship. What are your thoughts, man? This is a this is a thornier situation than I thought it was going to be because it seemed to be it was being telegraphed that John Cena was going to win the belt finally get his win from John Cena uh, from AJ Styles his yeah. receipt for the losses he's taken but now that we don't really know what the plans for WrestleMania are we don't know where Cena's going we don't know where AJ's going and we've got elimination chamber coming up it makes sense to keep the belt on AJ Styles going into that pay-per-view which is what two weeks after the rumble or something crazy? Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to I'm trying to do WWE logic here. I'm trying to think through their heads, think through them. Um, it, I don't know. All right, I mean, the most craven version of the or the, the most like you know cartoonish version of WWE think what is. John Cena is the only person with mainstream appeal, the only person that anybody cares about. He has to be holding the belt going into WrestleMania for PR, for to make one big super match against Taker or whoever. Um, I don't know. I don't. I just don't feel like it. Right. I feel like AJ winning at the Rumble could do. I mean, just the stamp that that would put on him. Even if he lost the next night or two nights later, you know, just have him just. Just give just hand the hand the belt to Cena on SmackDown. But if he if he won at the Rumble, just for just the the feeling that we would all have that AJ is firmly ensconced and that that would project. I mean, I think that would be so great. Yeah, in front of sixty or seventy thousand people at the Alamo Dome, that's a career defining moment. Especially if he's not going over at WrestleMania, you give him you know a signature victory. Yeah. I think it just also adds more juice to Elimination Chamber if there's a heel going into that and the heel has to combat all of these vultures going after his belt. Doesn't appeal to me as much if John Cena is a champion going into this match. It will be a very... Okay, the next match we're going to talk about is Owens versus Reigns. We should have just talked about them together, but there's there's a lot of conventional wisdom floating around through the ether of the internet that, that Reigns and Cena are going to walk out with the belts. I think it's something we even talked about last week or two weeks ago. I think it seems logical. When we're fantasy booking or when we're just projecting what WWE is going to do, both of those things make a lot of sense. The, the idea of those two both winning on Sunday night is, I think, was fairly shocking. The, the idea that WWE would go through with just like, I mean, literally just 
not the closest the 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 closest thing to a literal figurative flipping of the bird to the fans as you could possibly imagine as vince mcmahon strutting over all of our miserable crying bodies as as he goes on the road to wrestlemania it would definitely be a bummer for half of the audience do you think this is the moment where i mean how great would it be if we finally got the turn that we've been waiting for, and right? it was, but it was Cena and Reigns teaming up, like at, at both his heels. That would be incredible. It'd be they like a, belts. A, an awesome version of the two man power trip, except for the, and except for the fact that he christened Kevin Owens. Triple H joining that group would be pretty awesome too. It'd be like the what, what was the Millionaire Mafia or whatever that what was the TNA stable? Oh, I don't remember. It was like the it was where all of the all of the like WWE like holdovers like Kevin Nash and all then and, and I think Kurt Angle and, and definitely Scott Steiner and those guys. I think it was the Millionaire Mafia. But the um, but yeah, it was. But yeah, I mean that would be the so heel great. Heel heat would be nuclear. Yeah. Uh, I don't see that happening. <laughs> I wish. Well, Triple H did say that we did. It was something that no one saw coming. It would be. I would love a swerve. I'm. I'm a total mark for swerves, especially swerves that make so little sense uh, when you think about them. Not going to happen. And I think. I think Reigns does win. It's. It, it's built. This match is built for him to have the advantage because now Jericho is suspended above the cage and he can't help. Kevin Owens, who's been painted as a guy who has to have assistance to win, it's it's there. But we also have we also have like the obstacle. I mean, like the what we saw on Monday night was that the the cage can and will be used to spear people off of, or Superman punch people off of, or you know who knows how Kevin Owens can figure out how to use it. Um, so I mean, I think that the odds of the cage lowering at some point during the match and Kevin Owens trying to release Jericho. It's a no DQ match, right? That's what they just announced. Yeah. So if Jericho gets out of the cage, that's okay, mm-hmm. right? It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a handicap match at some point, but that's also a perfect situation for Roman Reigns to go over and look strong. There's two people he's got to squash in order to get the belt, and he looks like a million bucks doing it. Yeah, I mean, I think the odds of Roman Reigns winning are pretty high, but um, again, who knows, man? I gotta say quickly. That whenever I listen to a podcast uh, hosted by someone who has worked for WWE, the talking point is Are you talking always, about Bruce Pritchard, or you, is this really any former employee? It, well, it's it's the JR and Bruce Pritchard, you know, they, and I love both of their podcasts, and they're they're really funny, interesting guys, but the talking point is always, you, you ask an average WWE fan why they don't like Roman Reigns, and it's, they don't know. They just, they think it's cool to not like him. Well, <laughs> That's not, I don't think, how it works. You either like someone or you don't like someone, and there are there are deficiencies in the booking. There are deficiencies in 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 his his uh, the way that he communicates his character on the microphone. There are things that he could do better. Great worker. I've heard nothing but good things about him as a human being, but there is a reason why he is not as over as he could be, and I I, I don't think it's the fans' fault. I don't think the fans are just being contrary. Because that would be ludicrous. That would that implies that the fans are just petulant. I don't think that's true. I agree. I mean, if you okay, uh, too many different directions to go at this. If you ask me why I don't like somebody like a contestant on The Bachelor, I'll probably say I don't know too. But that doesn't discount the fact that they're probably you know that there's a good reason why I don't like them. Um, 
the point is it's it's reality television and you're just sort of like figuring somebody out in real time and you haven't been given a full picture of someone on The Bachelor, you know? Like, the, clearly there's the contestants where they, they draw, they paint them as villains and then you know the answer. Sometimes, more often than not, you end up kind of liking those people because their characters are just so sort of delicious. Mm-hmm. But this relates to wrestling because... If you if if you have to ask fans why you don't like somebody and they say I don't know, then the writers have done just a shitty job of telling of telling us who this character is. Right. Yeah, I think I think it's important for Roman Reigns to be in situations where he really seems like he's in jeopardy. If he's a babyface, he needs not the odds just to be stacked against him, but for the odds to seem insurmountable. Yeah. And in this match, this particular match, they have set it up where he could be in a two-on-one situation, but at no point do I as a fan or I think a large portion of the fan base ever think that he is in true jeopardy, and that ruins someone as a babyface. Uh, if it's, yeah. if it's uh, Goldberg, maybe that's fine, because the thing about Goldberg is he goes into a match, he spears you, he jackhammers you, and the thrill is just seeing him squash someone. Uh-huh. But that was the deficiency in his character when... Kevin Nash beat him on that Nitro or on on, on Starcade is now he's been his aura has been uh, ruined, and then he goes to WWE and it's the same thing as he's he's not quite able to be the Shawn Michaels, Rock Stone Cold type of babyface where people really are just so invested and really believe that 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 character has every single obstacle in their path. Shawn Michaels was the king of that, the king of seeming like he was dead in the ring yeah. and could oh, not yeah. come back. And then his magical comeback at the end, or Hogan's magical comeback at the end, I just don't get that from Roman Reigns. And I think that's a deficiency in the way that they write that character. And we're going to see that happen again in this match, in my opinion, is he's going to win, but at no point are you going to think he's not going to win. Yeah. I mean, I think that's just, uh, it's a, I mean, it's a, of all of the things that people give Vince shit for, I think this the, this is the most legitimate is the fact that he has these two confl- he holds these two conflicting notions in his head as the pinnacle of good storytelling. And one is an underdog story, and the other is an invincible Superman. And since Hulk Hogan won the title from the Iron Sheik, that's he's been striving for that almost nonstop. Now, obviously, when the guys are littler, that it, that's not the story they tell. But those aren't the guys that Vince those aren't Vince's hand picked champions. But the you know? beautiful thing about Hulk Hogan is that he was super effective in that role when he was going up against the Andre the Giants of the world or the Earthquakes of the world, is you bought his comeback. And the comeback was meaningful. Yeah, and, and it, the, but it was a much simpler story. I oh, mean, it, totally. was, it, was, it was more projected. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, and I think, but I think that you're right there in, the, in the sense that there was a period in which this sort of storytelling worked, and we're not in that period anymore. Right. I mean, I think for Roman Reigns, it's just... Uh, the fact that fans don't know first of all fans know why they don't like him I think there's a lot of reasons why people don't like him but um, but yeah I, I, I put it all on the writers you know when you're like when you're 10 years old and you're watching Hulk Hogan versus Earthquake you could be like why don't you like Earthquake or will he beat up Hulk Hogan you know yeah. like why don't you like Ric Flair because he's a bad guy and he always like you know he's a loudmouth or whatever he insults me for being fat or yeah. poor and then but there's also but there's always gonna but there was there were baby faces you didn't like back then too you know it's like why don't you like Scott Putzky and it's just like I don't know like because there's nothing there's nothing there <laughs> right you know but there's not it's not that there's nothing there with Roman Reigns uh, because people are so uh, vocal in their displeasure with him. So, as people point out, that means that he has connected to the audience. 
but you don't have an obvious reason to like him. It's not you're it's not like Stone Cold Steve Austin where he's fighting against authority and he's cool and he's a badass. It's not like The Rock where it's like, "Whoa, The Rock is really funny and really charming." Or Shawn Michaels where it's just he's so good at wrestling. It's yeah. just not it's just they haven't figured out what it is about Roman Reigns that's cool. It's true. They've tried a lot of different things. Listen, we got to move on from Roman Reigns, although we need we can just start a supplemental podcast that's only about Roman Reigns. <laughs> Fascinating um, figure. Uh, yeah, he's a he's a uh, as polarizing as he is. Yeah, it's just it's really fascinating. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to be mad when he wins on Sunday. No, if he wins either. on Sunday, I've learned to stop being mad about wrestling. Um, yeah, it's probably probably healthy yes. for all involved. Um, but we're but do we both agree Roman Reigns probably going to win? Yeah, I, I just would, think I, if it weren't for the if it weren't for the the way that they've been projecting the Jericho Owens feud so clearly, I would think I. This close, I always start second guessing, and I'm like, you know, maybe we'll actually just leave it on Owen. Sort of like I did with AJ, you know, we're just fantasy booked AJ 10 minutes ago. Um, but yeah, the uh, I, I just think there's no way. I mean, it just seems like it's, but anyway, so, so what's your prediction for AJ Cena? You think it's, I think AJ wins. All right. I think there's gonna be some full decision. All right, let's run through the, let's run through the 22 out of 30 uh, Rumble participants that we know. Um, and and why don't we just try to with, try to say try try to figure out where where they're going from here? And if the answer is nowhere, that's the answer. Okay, Mojo Rally, nowhere until Zack Ryder comes back. He's going to be on main event. Yeah, for the foreseeable <clears throat> future. How how long is Ryder out? Oh God, I don't know. I mean, he broke his leg, right? Yeah, I mean, Mojo's in new ring was in new ring gear on Tuesday. Yeah, you would have to guess that when Zack Ryder comes back, there will be no hype, bros. Because no one's going to be like, oh, boy, the Hype Bros are back. Not that there's anything wrong with the Hype Bros. What an ill-fated tag team. Yeah. Um, Rusev. Rusev. Is there a way that he wins the Rumble? Absolutely not. There's no way, and I think that he'll continue working with uh, Enzo and Cass. Through WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah, I actually like like their pairing. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, Big Cass is the next one on the list. I guess we could take those two together. Same thing. I think that there is a... a Glimmer of a fantasy booked future in which Big Cass wins the Rumble on Sunday. I think it's a point zero 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 one percent chance, but you can imagine somebody getting hurt and Vince just being like, "Fuck it, put it on the big guy." <laughs> uh, he's gonna get the Diesel push, the Rikishi push, where he gets to throw out seven dudes. I've said it before. I I am on some level, I'm sickeningly looking forward to. Uh, Looking forward to the day when all all of the listeners of this podcast are shitting on Big Cass all the time. Oh yeah, it's coming. It's we're I think we're a year away. Yeah, I mean that might be which is a shame because I like I like him and I like Enzo and uh, you know props to them for getting over immediately. Yeah, no, I mean they're they're great. I mean they're they're really really great. But but it's they got to figure out how to. They really have to. Uh, you give a little bit of a break through WrestleMania season. We're always in a holding pattern with where we are for a lot with it with a lot of these storylines and with these characters. But we like I gotta start being able to see where this duo either like what happens when they split up. I'm not saying they should split up. I just need to see a little something on you know on the charisma side for Cass or on the you know the character side for Cass and. You know, a little bit more. I mean, I, I feel like Enzo is more well-rounded just because he can work a match by himself. You know, like he can do the he can do all the things. I just don't love his ring work all the time. Yeah. 
Um, here's a hot here's the hot money right there or right here is Enzo and Cass in the club for the tag titles. Be, and finally yeah. put the tag titles on Enzo and Cass. Good call. Because they didn't win it in NXT. It's a it's a great story of like they've they've been one of the most popular tag teams in the industry for a couple years now. They've never won the big one. Yeah. Um I would love to see them with the belts. I'd also see them. I would love to see them come out and not do their entire shtick. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Um, love those guys, though. I mean, I honestly think Enzo could be a world champion. So um, I would rather see him win the Rumble, but he's not in the Rumble, as far as I know. Um, he's a totally pl- plausible, like you know, twenty ninth dude who they're just going to hold back, and you know, they're not they're not announcing him because they have the Iron Sheik slated for that slot, but they're pretty sure <laughs> Sheiky won't show up. So no, it's um, gonna be Bob Backlund. Exactly, he's there. He'll, he will be there. He will be there. Okay, Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn, obviously not winning the Royal Rumble. <laughs> if you had to, but if you had to place a bet on either Sami or Cass, oh, who, I would bet on Cass. Okay, all day. I mean, Sami's been closer to the main event. He's been right in the main event for the past several weeks. Yeah, but yeah, I think you're probably right. I I can see Sami being in some sort of multi-person U.S. title match or some other kind of schmozzy thing at, at, at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, maybe Andre Battle Royal and he wins or something fun like that, where the little guy finally wins the Andre Battle Royal. But he, I don't think he's got a big match in in his future at WrestleMania. I think there's a really. I mean, I think that the the move for 27 is to give him a you know give him a, a big like main event push just in some month in like the whatever the weakest month is and just so they can and just use that to like reignite Owens's jealousy and sort of you know do that you can run that angle back I don't think I don't want to see these guys I mean on the one hand I do want to see Owens and Sami Zayn feud for the rest of time um, but I I don't. I don't think they should keep coming back to it. I, I think that, but but I but I don't think there's any reason why they shouldn't run it back this year. You know, I mean, just like if that's your best idea, just use it. Yeah. You know, figure something else out. Bring that luchador mask out at some point. Big Show. He's got a nice beard. Looks like he slimmed down. He looks. He's in great shape, as Michael Cole said. I think that he's going to WrestleMania to wrestle Shaq. Do you think Shaq's going to show up on Sunday to pull him out of the ring like William the Refrigerator Perry pulled out Big John Stud? I want to see him come out from the the mat, like rip it open. Like when Big Show did that at uh, St. Valentine's oh, yeah. Day Massacre when he uh, interfered in the Austin match. Have him just rip the mat open and there's Shaq. That's a great idea. It's money, man. Um, I, I think that, I think that uh, Braun's going to throw him out. That, that feels way, right. Yeah, that way he gets his. They have those his Shack match, but there's the but the Braun Strowman Big Show thing is waiting there. All right, Luke Luke Harper, Randy Orton, and Bray Wyatt are all in the Royal Rumble. Any of these guys have a chance in hell at winning? Absolutely not. Why? Uh, well, we we talked last week. We don't think it doesn't look like SmackDown's gonna. I mean, it seems hard to imagine SmackDown having a winner it's in this match. Highly unlikely. Um, but if any of them. I mean, Orton and Harper seem to sort of be tied up underneath Wyatt in this program. I guess there's a version where the, these are the last three people, and and like any of them could win. I would assume Bray would be at the top of the list, but, um, but yeah, no, I think that all, these three will be dancing together at WrestleMania in some form or fashion. Most definitely. Um, Cesaro and Sheamus are both in. I guess as a, in addition to wrestling in the tag That's match, they we talked about that. Earlier. Yeah, they're they're announced well, according now- to Wikipedia. They made their way in on January 16th. Well, now I feel like a real goofball because I said they weren't going to be in it. 
I think they're wrestling each other again. I feel like this is it's time for the breakup. Do the breakup. I don't think they're super exciting together as a team. I did start to really get into them after that vignette in the bar. Sure. As we talked about. It was about. a good vignette. Yeah. But I don't, vignette can go a long way. But I don't I don't really get the point of keeping them together long term. This break yeah, I mean, neither of them are winning. Seamus though, famously, former Royal Rumble winner. It's true. Um, Dolph Ziggler, The Miz, and Dean Ambrose. We'll put all. We'll put those three together. They all. They all made it on the same day. Actually, you know what? I'm going to put in one more. Baron Corbin. Um, Baron Corbin is maybe the the sexiest dark horse to win the Rumble right now. He was given a nice seat on SmackDown this week that made you sort of think that's that's a good little like micro booking sort of thing. The fact that he was working commentary on that match where Mojo won his way in, it made you have to think about him as a Rumble winner for the first time, really. Also, he was pivotal uh, in the finish of the Intercontinental title match. Right. Which, I mean, so I think that we're, this is this is part of like the, the big scale booking, I mean, fan, like imaginary booking, it's not fantasy booking, as we move towards WrestleMania. I think we have, Cor- I think Corbin versus Ambrose is happening at WrestleMania, write it in permanent marker. Yeah. Um, and I don't hate that. As much as I, I like that, I like that pairing more than I dislike Baron Corbin. So I think that's a net positive. I'm interested in in them using Dean Ambrose to put over Baron Corbin. When think, oh well, not necessarily drop the belt to him, but just make him look good. Yeah, it's it's an interesting place for him to be in when we were at, at, in the opposite place for Dean Ambrose last year where we were all waiting for him to get put over by somebody. So it's a, it's interesting to see where they see him on the card, but also how they see him as a potential person to, to transfer heat it'll to be, somebody. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Uh, so Corbin's your sexy dark horse. Yeah. <laughs> that should be his nickname instead that of the should be your nickname. I don't know. Oh, the, um, the sexy dark horse. The, the Miz and Dolph Ziggler. So, but if those two were paired off... Um, we might do. Are they going to run Miz and Dolph back for WrestleMania? Or do you think Miz? It's going to be Miz versus SmackDown Champ for WrestleMania. Man, I as a Miz mark, I would love to see the Miz working the the main event title match. I still have this weird thought that Daniel Bryan's going to wrestle one more time. He's doing way more of Daniel oh, Bryan's man. moves than All ever before. It's crazy. Don't, don't do it, man. This is gonna. This is the shit that drives you insane. Okay. I know. This is this is the height of like smart mark fantasy booking. It's unlikely when you get when you get to Daniel Bryan is coming back. You're, it's not the height. You're <laughs> but, you're in the you're in the 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 dungeon of smart mark. The fantasy dungeon booking. of doom. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I just don't know what else Miz has to do at WrestleMania. He's not unless they do a triple threat for the IC title or they do a ladder match for the IC title as is now tradition. Yeah. Do you think if if Ziggler if there's not a ladder match and Ziggler wrestles Apollo Crews at WrestleMania, how many hours before the official start time will <laughs> Ziggler versus Crews occur? It's going to begin at it's noon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they will have just turned the lights on. They should just have a special separate thing where it's just like breakfast with Dolph, and you just like watch him <laughs> wrestle his pre-show match at 8 a.m. No shade to either of them, but Two obviously it's WrestleMania, and that's not that's not the main event. That's right. not selling tickets. Uh, Chris Jericho and Braun Strowman. Jericho and Owens have to fight. 
Yeah. It's they've been dragging this on for a long time. Jericho's going on tour soon. They gotta pull the trigger on that. So he's going he's not winning the Royal Rumble by any stretch, but he's definitely that's his that's the plan. I still I think there's a there is a snowball's chance in hell that they make a decision on Sunday to leave the belt on Owens and just make Jericho Owens for the title. And uh, that meaning Jericho would have to win the Rumble. I mean, he wouldn't have to, but... That, that's perfectly reasonable because, <coughs> as is, is so often brought up, the belt is, a, is, is not necessarily important to a few that already is an attraction that's already a, a, a thing people are excited about that has some juice to it. So do you really need... The belt to be involved yeah. in Roman Reigns no, versus Braun Strowman? No, Maybe. but that's not. I mean, and, and obviously WWE has done this in years past, in the recent past. But that's not WrestleMania booking. Yeah. WrestleMania booking in 2017 is you put. I mean, put the belt on your biggest guys, and you make the the biggest seeming matches you possibly can, and then hope that trickles down. Well, every once in a while, you get something like Daniel Bryan versus Sheamus. or Edge versus Alberto Del Rio, where it's clearly not. The important match sure. of the night. It's it's third or fourth, uh, or it opens the the no, show. You're right. You're right. So it's very possible that one of these title matches is going to be a title match that pales in comparison to the other matches. Okay, uh, we got to keep trucking along. Braun Strowman. I, I think, think he's going to win. Braun Stro- You think he's going to win? Yeah. So you're thinking Braun Strowman versus Roman Reigns, who wins the who will then have won the title at WrestleMania. Yeah, and Roman Reigns has to squash the monster. Not at squash in the in the wrestling sense. Saint Germain wanted the the the, the, the Strowman to squash Reigns in the title match. <laughs> well, the, the title Dan match. wants a lot of things. <laughs> he doesn't. Get. Yeah, but what I'm saying, I'm drawing, putting the, I'm painting the contrast. You want, you think it's going to be a, a like a a strong Reigns win if it's they gonna, end up tangling. It's going to be a classic WrestleMania main event where you've got the monster and you got the virtuous babyface hero. Yeah. Except by then, Reigns and Cena will have teamed up to form Team Supreme. <laughs> you know, it'd be great is if they not only if they teamed up, but if they also like instead of doing like the Wolfpack sign, they just did like a real like dad high five, <laughs> just like a very robotic high five as their like signal every time. Why are they all wearing polo shirts and khakis all <laughs> yeah. of a sudden? Um, you know, and they could also just like each take on a part of each other's outfit, so it's like they're both in jorts and a flak jacket. <laughs> This is getting into a territory yeah, that that's, maybe well, that's, I'm sorry, Jorts and a flag jacket is just like male stripper territory, but yeah. still, that's a, yeah, that would be <laughs> really great. Um, uh, the 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 new day, Biggie, Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods. Dude, I have no idea what's going on with the new day right now. I am kind of enjoying Titus O'Neil for the first time in a long time. Yeah, and props for the new day and for whoever came up with this idea in the in the writers' room. To have Titus be the annoying, like, friend slash enemy slash next door neighbor that nobody really likes. Yeah. And for them to just bury him, but in a way that's funny. Yeah. It's actually genius. I was concerned that Titus O'Neil was was weighing them down. Yeah. But actually, I think they're raising him up a little bit. What and do you think the payoff for this is, though? Like, I was joking around about him putting together a fake New Day last week, which would be funny for a couple of weeks. They kind of pulled the trigger. They didn't pull the trigger on that, but they kind of did the, the, the gimmick where he has a mystery partner on Monday night, right? So that I mean, obviously, it's a totally standalone thing. But um, I don't know. It's a mystery to me. I, they're not going back to the tag title scene. So 
it begs the question of what what they're working. Uh, you know what would be really interesting, though, is if they... Not really interesting. One fantasy booking way, one path forward would be for, for Titus to, like, challenge them to a three-on-three match with him and Mystery Partners, and then you could debut, like, the Authors of Pain on Raw as his partners, like, and then quickly dispense with Titus. But, like... <laughs> Then that would be the next tag team feud for them, or something like that. You know, yeah. it'd be a way to like work in a new tag team. There definitely needs to be some new blood in the tag team division on Raw. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's weird. It's like you say, like new. You're right. I agree. New blood is needed, but also it's like it's just the focus is. I don't. I don't know. I mean, there, there's a. I mean, SmackDown booked their main event with three people for six months. You know, I mean, you don't need new blood. You just need attention and care, sort of. You yeah. know. Um, but I agree. I wouldn't mind seeing somebody else in there. Uh, do you think any of those guys has a chance of winning? 100% no. Absolutely not. I would bet my life on it. Really? Yeah. Biggie is the closest I would get to even the hint of a possibility. But Biggie's not going to WrestleMania to wrestle the WWE champion. I think it would be really interesting if they sort of teamed up to, you know, like who do you think who is the fan favorite in this match? Before we get to that, I'm gonna we have Lesnar, we have Goldberg, and then we have the the specter of the loser in Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns, the loser in Styles, Cena, and Seth Rollins, mm-hmm. who lost his spot, and Finn Balor. Mm-hmm. There's and probably did you mentioned Undertaker as well. Oh, do we even? I don't know if he's. Did you skip? Undertaker? Oh, I skipped him because he was in the midst of all those uh, SmackDown names. Oh, sure. And so these are those are all the really big names that we ha- that we can go through. Um, there's probably somebody else that I'm missing, but like, I think that, I mean, if with Finn Balor, um, was I don't even know if I was saying this on the air before we started taping, but like, if Seth, let's go to Seth Rollins first. If he's actually not in the Rumble, but does beat up Triple H as he's going to the ring, or just does something like. It would be sort of surprising if Rollins didn't find his way into the Rumble, but really he wouldn't be doing that much less work if he just did something on the uh, on Sunday, uh, even if it were just making a run in or whatever. Um, Finn Balor, if he's good to go, I mean, I think you're probably right. They're not just going to put him right in the main event at WrestleMania, but that's where he left off. You mm-hmm. know, like you don't lose your starting spot just because of an injury. That's what Tony Romo always says. <laughs> um, Goldberg and Lesnar, I think we can, I mean, they both have the highest odds of people that we can say with certainty are definitely not going to win because they're going to be fighting each other, right? Yeah, I, think, I see them eliminating each other uh, through some sort of like test of strength or something, and, and, and that way they don't look bad by being eliminated by Sami Zayn or something. Um, and then that, that, that carries forward to WrestleMania, unless... They have some plan to have Goldberg wrestle for the title. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Goldberg I said is very that, over. If I said that you had to pick between a jackhammer leading to Lesnar, Lesnar flips over the rope but takes Goldberg with him and they double eliminate, or a spear where Goldberg like spears him but they double eliminate, which the, do you think is more likely? The spear. The jackhammer and then both going out seems way too dangerous. Well, I, think, I don't know if Goldberg's ever done a spear outside the ring, though, either, so... Well, he kind of maybe he'll bounce off yeah, maybe and he'll grab. I don't know. Um, okay, so do you think if you think you think Roman's going to win? Do you think that Owens will be in the Rumble or will appear in the like ringside to help Jericho or anything? It depends on when they when the match is on the card. It's true because there's there's plenty of if uh, the Rumble years. goes on last. Yeah, there are plenty of years where it doesn't. If the Rumble goes on last, mm-hmm. 
Well, oh, it's cra- it's insane for them to put anything on after the Rumble. They should never do that again. One, because it's the match that everybody's the most hyped for. And you get completely exhausted by the time it's over. And yeah. the, you won't be able to cheer for the main event. But more importantly, because it's, it's, it is good heat for you to sit there waiting, wondering if Kevin Owens is going to show up. And, and then even if he doesn't show up. Yeah, the only time where I feel like it was really warranted was 97, Shawn Michaels versus Sid. Yeah. And that's, you know, everybody gets to go home and happy. But, uh, yeah, I think Owens is not in the Royal Rumble. Um, AJ Styles versus Cena, does the loser of that match show up in the Rumble? This is Davis thinking really hard. I am. Yes, John Cena will be in the Rumble. What if they, yeah, what if he, what if he loses and then wins the Rumble? I mean, that's a great, that's a really intriguing possibility. Because then that makes Elimination Chamber really complicated. Because we know John Cena is going to be in the Elimination Chamber match, but we also know he's going to what WrestleMania. If Cena, what, if Cena, what if Cena loses against AJ, wins the Rumble, and then challenges Roman Reigns? <laughs> that would be great. That would be, the, <laughs> that'd be a perfect John Cena laying down for Roman Reigns, but then SmackDown loses John Cena. Then who is the big star on SmackDown? They've already taken The Undertaker. Now you're going to take Cena, put him on Raw? You have AJ Styles. He's the biggest star in wrestling. Come on. I, he's, he's, I love AJ Styles, but he's the guy from Atlanta. Yeah, Who's that true. guy from Atlanta? Wow, um, that was perfect for that. What about The Undertaker? Undertaker? I mean, the, the, there were early, like, a lot of so early signs were pointing towards Cena winning a belt and The Undertaker winning the Rumble and challenging him because he's the only guy left or whatever. Undertaker is going to put someone over at WrestleMania. Undertaker is not going to win his next match at WrestleMania, whoever it is. So your options, in my opinion, are Baron Corbin, Mm -hmm. Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns. I know I've already said Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman is your WrestleMania main event, but now I'm wavering <laughs> because I didn't factor in The Undertaker and what feels like the most marketable WrestleMania main event, Roman Reigns, your future star. Yeah. Everybody loves him versus The Undertaker, it might be the, the legend. It might be the only match in which, I mean, obviously there have been some examples, Stone Cold losing to Bret Hart or whatever, but it might be the most clear-cut example ever of someone who would actually gain would, the best way to put him over would be to bury him like the best favor the Undertaker could do for Roman Reigns is to beat him at Wrestlemania I could see a version of that match where Roman Reigns fights valiantly and there are a lot of hot near falls and the Undertaker wins but then that means if the belt's involved the Undertaker's a champion the Undertaker can't work yeah so either the belt's not involved, and it's just a straight up challenge between I, the two. I don't think we. T- I don't think the belt matters for. I, I think that. I think. I think you're. I agree with you in principle, or actually in fact, I think the Undertaker is like the one person in all of professional wrestling who could retire as the champ or something. Like he. He like could. They would actually. I don't think they would do it, but it, I, I wouldn't put it past him. It's the one cardinal sin of professional wrestling. Always go out on your back. It's right. So I, I don't see... But how, how, how wonderfully fitting would it be if the one guy who didn't go out on his back was the guy who has been dead since he started? <laughs> I think it would be cool. I just think that The Undertaker is, is a traditionalist, professional no, wrestling no, I think traditionalist. I, yeah, we've talked about this before, I think. I, I, don't, I don't think there's... I think that 
I think a taker will always choose, you know, he will always desire to go out in his back. All right. My new, I think that Vince McMahon might just change his mind day of show and everyone's going to say, okay. My new prediction, I'm changing my prediction. It's Braun Strowman's not winning the Royal Rumble. It's The Undertaker, and it's Undertaker versus Roman Reigns for the belt. That feels like a WrestleMania main event. It does feel like a WrestleMania main event. I don't think I would, I mean, and that would be like a good use of, Ro- I mean, Roman would probably be the better wrestler in that match and everyone would kind of forgive his any any holes that he has in his game just because he's with the, he's going against the Undertaker and he has to bump the whole match. Yeah. He's going to have to bounce around like a like a ball for the entire match. Oh, you match. know what the best thing Undertaker could do would be if he like at the end we get to end game and he like reaches into his pocket and pulls out the Phantom of the Opera mask from his <laughs> from that brief period where he wore it and that would that would stop the Superman punch. Like there's nothing that Roman Reigns he would like punch him and then he would hurt his hand and he'd be like, Oh, what happened? <laughs> All right, that's it. If I fantasy booked myself out today. You should have seen Shoemaker, everyone. He was losing. He was so excited for that idea. Yeah, it was really good. Um WWE, you can have that. No one listens to this podcast anyway. Listen, we got to get out of here. Remember to check us out on Sunday. We're doing a live stream on Facebook. The uh, Just check out at Ringer uh, on Twitter, the Ringer's Facebook page. Um, well, Dave and I and Dan St. Germain will we'll tweet links. Um, but, yeah, definitely check it out. We're going to do a pre-show. Um, check, check for the time, and we're going to do a, a post-show right after the Royal Rumble, and it's going to be... Um, uh, we have a couple of surprises in store, some that Schilling doesn't even know about. Oh, so this is going to be uh, the greatest the greatest um, Royal Rumble pre-show and post-show of all time. I can say that with great confidence. Um, As Bruce Pritchard would say, is this a real? Uh, no, this is, a, this is a shoot, man. This is a shoot. This okay. is a shoot. And uh, yeah, I guess that's it. So, so get hyped for the Royal Rumble. Get hyped for our pre- and post-show. And, uh, you know, watch some old Royal Rumble matches in preparation. We'll see you very soon. Apologies, as always, to Dean Ambrose, and have a good week, humanoids. 